This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hello, hello, this is Becca. I'm host of the Go Be Great podcast. There's no such thing as TMI here. So join me as we chat and meet amazing humans, having conversations about life, confidence, and more without the filter. Come hang weekly as I shed light on the topics we often feel we need to hide, as we discuss the ebbs and flows of what learning about what being great really looks like. Let's be great together. Tune in for new episodes every Wednesday. Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness, when in fact, it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Well, welcome back to the Say It Out Loud podcast with me, Christine D. And today, I, of course, again, am sitting in my kitchen having a conversation with Sebastian of Exodus Watch Company. And I believe his story is going to really inspire you to maybe share more about the challenges that you're going through or find ways to be able to lean into some supports and help in mental health. So uh, without further ado, I'd love to introduce Sebastian to the conversation. Sebastian, welcome and thank you so much for talking with me today. Thanks so much for having me, Christine. So yeah, I'm Sebastian. I'm co-founder of Exodus Watch Company. We are a e-commerce based watch company that aims to connect the significance of time and mental health. And we're proud partners of uh, the Canadian Mental Health Association, Waterloo Wellington, where we donate $10 from every watch sold to them uh, so they can help uh, improve mental health resources in our community. Wow, that is so fantastic. And what a great cause to be able to feed into. And from what I understand about our very brief conversation in the past and some of the things I've heard through you and through uh, social media is about your own personal struggles with mental health and Mm -hmm. which really leads into the business that you're doing. So um, maybe you can tell us sort of uh, where you've sort of come from, what kind of hoops you had to go through for yourself and how it connected to this business that you've created. Yeah. So there was a, it's, it was a pretty long journey. Uh, I'll go back to late 2015 uh, where everything kind of first started and I'm going into my final year of uh, I, what's ironically a fitness and health promotion program okay. at, uh, at Humber College in Toronto. And I've always been a person that was very self-conscious about his body uh kind of growing up i wanted like i was pretty chubby growing up so i often tried to work on myself physically uh go to the gym uh later do competitive boxing train through that uh way and what i noticed happening with with myself was i would be uh obsessive with with certain things that would happen to me like uh for example if i would have a you know, an itch in my throat or a headache, I would wonder what's going on with my body. And the worst thing that I did was Google symptoms. Mm. And that led to a slippery slope of, it, it, it really just uh, became an obsession because I would have, you know, a headache and I would look up symptoms of headaches and I would find brain cancer on there and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to die in a year. <laughs> oh, right. So yeah. it, it really spiraled for me and it, 
it devolved to a point where I just couldn't, I couldn't function properly uh, throughout the day. And I really felt stuck and I didn't know, I don't I even know how I got there, like how it, it was like a flip of a switch. I just became so uh, obsessed with this health anxiety that I thought I was never going to get out of. Um, it was so, yeah, you really feel like you're alone in that situation uh, because, you know, you, you don't want to tell anyone what's going on, right? You know, we've we've all heard those stories and to kind of be in that position where you're, you know, you're away from home, you're at school and then you're constantly having these thoughts like what's wrong with me you know like what w- like what is going on right and i couldn't at its at its worst i couldn't go 5 minutes i remember without this thought coming in like you know do i have cancer am i going to have cancer is like what's 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 next for me like it was uh it was a really tough uh situation for for me to to go through and uh eventually i knew that i needed to get help um it was, I knew it was going to be a very tough, tough journey. Uh, but I knew that I needed to kind of access resources to kind of get through that time because it was, it was something you just don't want to wish on your, your worst enemy feeling like that. And, uh, oftentimes in that situation, I would often kind of look at a picture of myself, you know, like a, from a year ago and be like, that's when you were normal. Mm. Those were the thoughts that I was kind of telling myself, like, this is you now. You're kind of this this broken person mm. and uh, you have to kind of pick up the pieces now. And uh, that was pretty hard. And eventually I was able to get to a point where I was able to access resources that helped me get better. Um, you know, I was talking to counselors. Uh, I started taking uh, anxiety medication, uh, just reaching out to supports, doing things. I found, you know, things like, like soccer really helped me. I found a passion for that. And, uh, what was really important for me was the concept of time and being able to know that things will get better with time. That was so important for me to believe. Um, and what later grew to be the inspiration for Exodus was, you know, things get better with time. I would often wear watches and I would watch the seconds tick by on a watch and I would say every second that ticks by is one second that I'm closer to getting better. Mm. And that I find that that really helped me having that mindset uh, really helped me kind of get through that, that mm. time. And have you found that since or even on this journey, you know, um, have you found other things that you've welcomed into your life or that you've done differently than you were doing before that have helped you along the way? Um, and I think so when I when I ask that question, I think about, you know, often it can be the people we support or surround ourselves with or the kind of uh, stuff that we're reading or paying attention to in social media. All of those different things can really play a role in how we feel about ourselves, what we believe about ourselves. Did you find any shifts in those things helped you at all or? So I find that I haven't. Uh, I don't give too much thought to what I see, you know, online and different portrayals of or expectations online and social media. Mm. Uh, a lot of it's, you know, curated um, to a specific audience. And I find that you have to know you and you know, only you know what you like and what you don't like mm. and just lean into lean into those things. Surround yourself with the people that make you happy. Do the things you like to do. Um, you know, even if, if, uh, 
if someone judges you for something that you do, that's, that's fine. It's not their life. It's yours, right? Just do at the end, just do what makes you happy and try to focus on yourself in a way that you don't really care what other people think. Mm. And that can be tough to do for a Absolutely, lot of people. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. I think like we're sort of, it's like as soon as you get put into the school system, you want to fit in with everybody, mm-hmm. right? It's like you really quickly realize that if you're not like the other kids, you won't be accepted, right? Ex- exactly, yeah. And, you know, like I said, I was self-conscious uh, of my body growing up. I was kind of a bigger kid, chubby kid, right? So that kind of set me apart right then and there in school, right? And it kind of... You could say it was like a good motivation, you know, at the time, you know, to kind of push myself to go to to the gym. But then I found that after doing it for a while, I wasn't doing it for other people. I was doing it for me, Mm. you know, like I really didn't care, you know, what others thought of me or how I looked. But it was more important for me to kind of compare myself with with how I was, you know, a year ago or mm. half a year ago. Like you are your best competitor. Yes, right? exactly. So it was almost like um, that situation or feeling not accepted sort of inspired you to want to make change. Yep. But along that journey, it sounds like you found your way to connect with Sebastian, right? Yes. To, to do yep. it for the reasons that because, I mean, when you start to feel better. You know, your mind, it affects your mind so much, which I'm sure you've learned so much about (laughs) in the last few (laughs) years, right? And so that leads us to, you know, how Exodus was born. Um, Whereabouts on this journey did you get this concept and and where are you taking it? How does it, like you already mentioned that, you know, $10 of every watch that gets sold goes into these resources. Mm -hmm. Um, But how did you, how did you get that started? Where did you come up with the idea? Like what, I'm always curious when people have these, you know, really cool ideas and they're doing really neat things in the world and they're giving back in whatever way they feel is best for them, sort of what that was what that was born from. Yeah. Well, the first thing I could say is I did not have even close to maybe half the pieces of the puzzle at the time. Mm. It's something that, uh, comes along in pieces, at least for me. Some people I feel like, you know, are very good planners and are very organized and they have everything figured out. Like they have almost like a blueprint of just where everything's supposed to go and what everything's supposed to do. But for me, it was just kind of is, is this possible? You know, what can I do? Uh, so I had just graduated uh, university um, business uh, in Guelph, and my girlfriend Andrea, who's the co-founder of Exodus, was uh, graduating from accounting uh, at Conestoga, and I brought up the idea to her. You know, being a watch guy, and you know, uh, sharing the story about how you know using a watch was one of the things that helped me getting better and watching the seconds tick by and, you know, thinking, you know, every second that ticks by is one second that you're closer to getting better. Can I make my own watch brand, you know, and can it support mental health? Like what, you know, you see all these watch brands, right. And it's, it's all fashion oriented, but there's no, there's no niche. And I wanted to see if there was a way to fit my own niche into a watch brand. So, I had just graduated and I was just looking into the possibility of it. And I chatted with Andrea, she was on board. And then we just kind of start asking ourselves the question of, is this possible? What can we do? What needs to be done? And we weren't thinking about uh, supply chain or anything like that. We were just thinking about like, you know, um, 
the legality like can we get watches with like how do we design them how do we sell them how do we build an e-commerce store like how do we how do we market it like all these questions right and uh like is it are certain things legal you know like can we what are the limitations like with taxes and and things like that because i I'm awful with finances. Luckily, Andrea is the accountant. You make a a good team then on that. Yeah. So, so Andrea is like, I can't read a balance sheet. You know, that's all her, right? You you and me together. I'm the same as you. But, you know, slowly we kind of started answering our own questions and uh, started taking it one step at a time. And uh, it was, it was a thing that just, it was never all figured out Mm. Uh, from the beginning. It was something that slowly came together. And a lot of the things uh, you don't realize you're getting into until you're already there. And then you kind of have to shift or, you know, like adapt or change what you're doing or keep going with it. Mm. But I love that. Yeah. Because I think that even though there are some people that can plan out every detail, oftentimes they can then feel a little crushed when things don't happen the way that they plan it out for them to happen, right? It's like we were saying earlier, it's like this idea of if I plan out this thing and I have this expectation what the outcome is going to be, what am I going to do when that doesn't come together, right? Am I going to be frustrated by that? Am I going to give up about that? Whereas I think the beauty of and this is the way I've now started two different businesses is, you know, let me just, what is the next best thing I can do? What is one next step that gets me closer Mm -hmm. to doing this thing that I'm really drawn to do? Because we don't have to have it figured out. In fact, I would say most of us don't have it figured out. Absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned that because, uh, I thought I had good expectations of certain scenarios or goals and I had a really good idea of how it would turn out and almost every single thing with Exodus and starting Exodus and growing Exodus, whether it was the time I thought it would take to do something or just how something played out was completely different than my expectations. It was never, (laughs) it was never accurate. So that was a learning curve for me is to just be okay with things just not working out exactly how you think they're going to work out. Yeah. I actually think that that's what helps us lean into our more joyful life because Mm -hmm. if we don't have this idea of what things are going to look like at the other end, then there's no room for disappointment. If we're open and we say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to lean into this because this feels right. I'm going to take the next best step for me and I'm going to see where I goes like I'm going to put my intention into it my my you know love or consistency or my discipline into it but I don't need to know exactly what's going to happen next yeah right which is probably a little unnerving for a lot of people right because we haven't really been taught that in the world to just kind of be okay with uncertainty (laughs) right yeah but um I love that you've been able to do that for yourself so you've taken a few steps obviously you figured out a lot of the things, because here you are, you're doing the thing. So how did you go from, okay, you figured out how to produce them, manufacturing, you figured all those details out. Um, and now you're working with certain outfits to, you know, feed that funding back into them. So how mm-hmm. did some of those partnerships come together? And, uh, you know, what did that take for you to be able to figure that out? Yeah, so it all started with being accepted into uh, venture uh, entrepreneurial program at Conestoga. Uh, so Andrea, because she, uh, graduated from there, had the ability to apply to this entrepreneurial, uh, mentorship program, uh, the incubator hub, uh, they call it at Conestoga. And we were paired with, a, a coach, uh, Uche, 
was his name. And uh, he really helped us define what was important and what our priorities were and really just was our rock in growing our business. Because, you know, as, as I'm sure you know, there's so much uncertainty. And often, like when you're doing things for the first time, you don't know what the hell you're doing right and what the hell you're doing wrong, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So having him really helped kind of lay our foundation together. And I had the idea of pitching, you know, our partnership with, or a partnership with Exodus with the CMHA. But I didn't know, you know, I don't know what that entails, right? Like, I don't know. They're, they're a big government organization. Like, do they get pitches from people? Like, I don't, you know. <laughs> who do I talk to? Yeah, exactly. How do I make the connection? And just for the listeners who may not know what CMHA is, can you just tell them what that is, what that stands for? Yes. So CMHA is the Canadian Mental Health Association. And uh, we there's different branches of the CMHA, uh, localized branches. There's... Well, there's the national branch, the provincial branches, and then localized branches within the province. So we work with the Waterloo Wellington branch of Amazing. CMHA. Amazing. Um, but yeah, so Uche really helped us to kind of drive our idea forward. And he's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Just reach out and just kind of see. So I just, I literally just phoned uh, the number for CMHA Waterloo Wellington. And I was just talking about, you know, um, potentially donating money because I'm, uh, I want to make a business and I want part of the proceeds to go to CMHA. Who do I talk to? And then they were able to connect me, uh, with, with Beth King, who was the, uh, fund development manager there. And then me and her got chatting a little bit. And then eventually, uh, she got a couple of her colleagues in on a call and, uh, me and Andrea essentially prepared, uh, a whole pitch deck for them and basically outlined, you know, who we, who we were, what we had to offer, why we wanted to partner with them, uh, why, you know, like just kind of sharing our story with them. And it was, it was of course very nerve wracking. I don't know how they were going to perceive it, but, um, they were blown away and they were really on board with kind of making that partnership, which by the way, was a very new thing for them because mm. they're not used to partnering, creating official partnerships with private firms, right? They're used to, you know, doing events where proceeds go to towards the CMHA, but they're not used to creating these uh, partnerships with, with private firms. So with the Waterloo Wellington branch, we were actually the very first private firm to make an official partnership with them. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. And, and since then, we've kind of been able to work with them and just participate in events, help donate wat engraved watches um, to help raise funds for mental health. And, and our uh, relationship and partnership has really kind of solidified and and gotten stronger since since then we're we're always looking for ways to kind of work with each other and and how we can help each other out that's amazing so then since inception to now how long has it been that exodus has been in business and providing these proceeds to cmha so about two years uh it'll be we actually no so we had the idea in um May of 2021 to start Exodus, but we didn't start until 2022. But we had the partnership pitched before we launched. Uh, so it would be about a year and a half of, of full operations. Amazing. Yeah. 
and I'm, I'm going to guess things are going well, like you're able to provide back to the community. And um, are you familiar with sort of how those funds are used uh, by CMHA, like how they're distributed or how that works? Yeah, so they have different programs uh, that help uh, with mental health resources. One of the things, one of the branches uh, that they provide help for is uh, called the Grove Hubs. And the Grove Hubs essentially... Uh, if you're unfamiliar with them, they're a, it's a network. It's a one-stop shop for youth mental health resources. Uh, so they have, uh, facilities, uh, across the Waterloo Wellington region. They have one in Fergus as well, uh, Guelph on the U of G campus, uh, where essentially it's a place for youth to go and talk to, they can just go and hang out. Uh, but more, what's most important is it's, it's the place that youth can go and get any resource they want related to mental health for, for free. They have counselors on site. They have like a, a video game room if they just want to go and hang out. They they have all these different themed rooms that like they have like a, a creator space where like people can make TikTok videos and things like that. Like it's, it's a really cool facility and they have all this external funding um, go into it from from different uh, foundations like the Nightingale Center and, um, you know, CMHA provides funding and so many other partners kind of all come together to provide funding for uh, these these facilities. And uh, it, it, it's so cool to see uh, because that's something I feel like 20 years ago that, you know, just didn't exist. And it's so it's so nice to kind of go in there and just we, we did a couple tours and we were seeing, um, you know, youth, teens, uh, just talk openly with counselors, just not even in a, in a room, just kind of there on the spot. So yeah, just kind of seeing, um, that money being put to use through facilities like that was, was super cool. Hmm. Uh, and, and really meeting kids where they're at. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and hopefully, you know, helping them feel comfortable with sourcing out resources and mm -hmm. finding those supports for themselves and making it a normal thing. Yeah. You know, cause I think again, our society has sort of made it uh, now, thankfully your generation and those coming up but again, or, or, um, now as a result, well, I don't even know what I just said, <laughs> your age and the newer generations that are coming mm -hmm. forward is this is becoming more of a norm for them. So I'm really glad for that. Right. And you're, you're contributing to this cause, um, or helping to helping to helping to create an opportunity for kids to be able to tap into resources and, and learn and lean in, in the way that feels most comfortable for them, which is really beautiful. Yeah. And, it, and you know what, it really takes a village, right? Like we're only, you know, one, one factor of, of the equation. Like there's so many people that like come together and organizations and, and businesses come together. And when you see that happen, like at, at an event, that's kind of where you see the impact really take place is just seeing all these people come together with, with the goal of kind of help destigmatize mental health and, uh, improve, uh, those resources to kind of help people that uh, that need them. That's amazing. So now if our listeners wanted to a find a watch from you, follow along and see what you're doing and how they can support what you're doing, because a lot of people wear watches. And it, this just seems like such a great opportunity to not only get something that maybe we need in our lives, but also to be able to support this really great organization and what you're doing. So how can people find you follow you follow along with your story, um, and find more information about how this is helping kids and people in our community? Yeah, so 
a lot of the information is on our website at exoduswatchco.com. Exodus is spelled E-X-O-D-U-S, watchco.com. Uh, and on our social media, our handle is at exoduswatch.co. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well. Amazing. And I'll be sure to put those in the notes on the podcast. So anybody who's listening and wants to go and like just click through, um, I'll give them that opportunity to be able to go and click through and find more information. But before we go, is there anything that you would want to share as maybe either a piece of advice or uh, a note of comfort to anybody who might be listening who is struggling with mental health or knows somebody who's struggling, um, you know, what you might say to them, what you might inspire them by? Yeah, and it's, it's something that, you know, I, I mentioned uh, briefly, but things just take time. You know, it's things aren't going to happen easy and quick. It's likely going to be a struggle, and that's okay, right? Like people think that, you know, it's, it's, it's a do-or-die situation, and like they can't uh, get through something, uh, then that's it for them. But there's so many resources out there. Uh, do what's right for you and give it some time, uh, you know, be, be persistent with it, be patient and really believe that, you know, things will get better in time because, you know, for me, like I said, like I, I was in a spot 22 years old where I thought I had peaked, you know, and I was going to somehow live the rest of my life with, with this feeling of dread and despair. And like, I was wondering how I was going to spend the rest of my life living this way. Um, but you know, it doesn't have to be like that. Just take the first step and just be patient with it and just uh, have faith in the process. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And good things often come slowly, right? Of course. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Well, I just want to thank you for coming and sharing your story and this an amazing connection with this business that you've created and how you're giving back to not only our community, but really the greater help in mental health in our country, which is pretty awesome. So thank you for that. And th thanks so much for having me, Christine. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found something in this episode for you. And I encourage you to share it with somebody who might need to hear these words today. And of course, I absolutely encourage you to go and check out Exodus and look at their their products and check it out and gift them. Uh, everybody needs a watch, right? <laughs> and why not be able to give back in a way that really helps to support our community? I just love that. We do offer free engravings with all our watches as well. Uh, so every we want every timepiece to kind of be meaningful and personal to to that person so we offer free engravings oh well. i love that that's amazing wonderful well again thank you sebastian for being here listeners thank you for listening and go and check them out go check out exodus and um we will see you again here on the podcast the next time thank you for listening to this episode i'd like to invite you to hit the follow button on this podcast so you'll be notified when the next one drops and if you liked this episode, please leave a review as it will help others to find this message. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at It's Me Christine D. Or if you'd like to connect about being a guest on the show, ask me about group or one-on-one -on -one joy and mindset coaching, learn more about the Joy Project community, or consider hiring me for your next speaking engagement, please visit It's Me Christine D.ca. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time.